you know, there are times, um, both in the Bible and just in, in leadership and leading a church family, where, where God will give vision to leaders. And, and the leader's job is just to, to go to the, to the people and say, hey, this is what God's doing and this is where we're going. You know, if you've ever read through the Old Testament, you see this over and over and over again. You see it with Moses. You see this with Joshua. You know, I love the way that the book of Joshua begins that, that God shows up to this man, Joshua, and he says, Joshua, lead the people into the land. Like, it's time to go. It's time to go. And so it was this moment where God showed up to this one person and, and showed them the vision. And it was the leader's job to invite everyone. Hey, this is where we feel like God's going and we got to go here. And so there are times that, that that's been the case at Ethos, that if you've been with us here as a, uh, at a church family, you know, there've been times where God has just given things to the leaders. And it's been one of those moments of like, hey, this is what I want. This is where we're going. And so, you know, 10 years ago, um, we started Marathon Campus. And it was one of those moments that, that it just was like a, this thing from God, like it kind of fell in our lap. Like, hey, I want you to open up a new campus and I want you to pursue the Lord in this part of town. And it was just like this invitation. Hey, we feel like this is what God's doing. Do any of you guys want to come along with us? You know, it's, it's this awaken season that we're in. That Dave and Sydney, who are over at the cannery, you know, God was really burning it in their hearts that for us to be a church family that learns from the global church, you know, in Africa and India and all these movements all over the world, that churches would, would set aside substantial time to seek the Lord through prayer and fasting and, and lost people were coming home. And we just kind of felt like one of those moments that, hey, we got to go, we got to lean into this. And so invited our church family, this is where we think God's going. And so there are times where God gives vision to the leaders and it's a leader's job to invite everyone in. And then there are times like what we're kind of in right now where, where God will like give us a, like a, a peace. He'll give us some things, but it doesn't feel completely clear. It still feels a little blurry. And there are times like that the leader's job is, is to invite the family in on the process. And so that's what we want to do today, that, that this morning, you know, we, we, we wanted to just invite you in on what we felt like God has been stirring among us, the leaders, as we've been praying and seeking the Lord, that, that today is not this moment of, hey, this is where we're going and everyone needs to come with us. It's this moment of going, hey, we've been discerning things. And because we're a family, we wanted to let our family in on kind of what we've, what we've been sensing. Yeah, so I kind of want to just speak to, obviously, this is different than uh, our, our normal normal gatherings. And I just want to say, hey, if you're new with us and you're like, what's going on? This is this is not our like normal normal thing that we do. Normally this would be kind of just a, a time of teaching in God's word, but we felt like this was a really crucial, uh, potentially um, important, important moment in the Sunday space when everyone was gathered in one spot. That would be a really important uh, time to do this and bring y'all in and let you kind of in on on what's what's happening um, in our hearts. What we, we sense God might be be doing and invite you in on, on that process with us. And so what I want to do is kind of talk about um, kind of the first first piece of the puzzle and just kind of share with you kind of the first piece of the puzzle that we've sensed and, and seen God uh, moving in. And then Brandon's going to kind of talk about the second second piece of that that puzzle. And so um, if you um, are kind of newer to ethos or maybe just have been around a while but aren't familiar, uh, we, we have elders within the context of our church body. Um, and they kind of are... are overseeing just the body as a whole. And then we have a directional team. It's made up of mainly just the lead pastors across all the locations. And we'll come together and, and we'll, we'll pray and we'll share about what God is doing. And as soon as the pandemic hit, um, the, the elders and the direction team really felt called to really press into God in prayer and say, okay, God, this is, this is a shaking. Um, this is unprecedented. Um, and we, we knew, hey, God, 
what, what are you trying to show us? What are you trying to teach us in the midst of, in the midst of this pandemic? And so for, for two years, it, it has just been praying. And we felt like the thing that just kept rising to the surface, the thing that just kept coming to the forefront was the fact that discipleship, discipleship has to be the first thing of all things. Um, and so discipleship has to be paramount uh, of, of who we are as a church body. And so in this moment where we were, boom, scattered all of a sudden, we realized, oh, going deeper as disciples when we are together is, is going to be um, at the very forefront of who we are as a church moving forward. And so we knew, hey, God, we've been sowing into discipleship, but we really believe you have a lot more for us. There are deeper places for us to go in the context of relationship, in the context of community. And specifically around this idea of growing to, to be more like Christ, um, to, to maturing in Christ. And we really um, just felt like God was saying, hey, moving forward, post-pandemic, like this has to be who you are as a church. This has to be at the very front, for center of who you are as a church. And so we started to take some steps in that, even in real time, we were like, okay, so house churches were launching and we we're like, let's, let's begin to make some changes in house church. We, we started studying these kind of disciple-making movements across the globe and saw some of the key ingredients to some of these disciple-making movements. And so if you're in a house church, you maybe notice house church has shifted a little bit in the way that we, the way that we invest in one another and the way that we study, study the word. And then at the same time, we said, hey, let's take a small crew of people, a small group of leaders, and let's begin beta testing what it looks like to more extensively train um, house church leaders, to pour into leaders over a longer period of time, to then release them to go and make make disciples. And so this fall, um, we, we spent some time really pouring into leaders, like over an 18 to 20 week uh, process, really investing and pouring into a, a handful of leaders in the hopes of, of making more disciple-centric house churches in in the future. So we began taking those steps. And what we realized was um, we can take steps, but we really, we really need more. We really need more space, more time, more energy to be poured into this. And so this is kind of the first piece of the puzzle, like discipleship going deeper as disciples has to be at the center of, of who we are as a church. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we realized that like, you know, this is an important thing. And, and you know, we're, we're leading in real time. And so, you know, last, last summer, you know, some of you guys know this, some of you might not, um, part of our church family. So we're one church family that sits in three different locations at Hillsborough Village, over near Vanderbilt, Belmont, and then um, the cannery on 8th Avenue. And, then our, and so we're one church family. And so part of our church family over at the cannery, they got news last summer that they were losing their venue, that someone came in and, and bought the cannery, you know, just for a really cheap $22 million deal and, you know, really cheap. And, and so, you know, they bought it and then they told us, hey, our plans are to, to take two years to renovate this space. And they said, and we don't foresee, you know, the Cannery family having a space here when we get done with this. Like, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a good fit. And so, you know, our, our, our Cannery family in the fall has been really praying, going, hey, we know our time here is, 
is almost done. And so just, you know, that church family has been really seeking the Lord. And so some really cool things have actually been happening as we've been like seeking the Lord in this way. And so, you know, there've been a couple of Sundays and maybe you guys have been there that the heat wasn't working. It wasn't always like 50 degrees inside. And it's like, man, what would prepare you to, to leave a space more than just freezing, right? Like you don't look forward to going there when you're freezing or, or one Sunday morning, literally they were praying in the middle of the gathering about this. Like, hey God, we, our time here is almost done. We want to seek you on this. We just don't want to do what we want to do. We want to put it in your hands. And I kid you not, in the middle of the prayer, the fire alarm goes off. And, and it said, this voice came over the, you know, and said, please exit the building. Like, please exit the building. And it was just kind of this interesting thing where the next week the church family is like, hey, we were literally praying about this space and what to do. And we get this voice telling us we need to leave the building. And so it's, it's just like this comical. And, and so it's been neat just kind of watching the Cannery family not be like anxious or nervous, but just going, hey God, it's clear that you want our disposition to be one of peace and trust and like comical ways like fire alarm coming uh, across, you know, the, the, the gathering. It's like, you're just showing us, God, that you've got us. And, and so our Canary family has kind of been on this journey where it literally kind of feels like the Israelites. If you ever read the Old Testament, they're on this 40-year journey and don't really know what's coming the next day, but they've been just been walking with the Lord, keeping the Lord's hands. And so in November... And our leadership team, elders, direction team, uh, and our wives, every Wednesday morning, hop on Zoom, and we're just praying, you know, every Wednesday morning for, since November, just asking God, hey, what's next for our cannery family? Like, what do you have for, 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 for them? And so, um, you know, several ideas have, have come to the table, several things, you know, right out of the, we'd be praying, and then, like, in real time, that, that day, someone would reach out to us, or that would get our attention. And so, several options, you know, we, we, we sat down and we started kind of brainstorming, trying to put some of these pieces together, like, hey, what is God doing? And so um, one of the options that has kind of come up in, in, in this whole thing for our, our cannery family is for our cannery family to, to relocate to a different venue in the city. And so a, a venue that's similar to the cannery, you know, that you could rent, that you could, you know, kind of show up and, 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 and be there, um, but that could also handle the size of the, the cannery family. So that was one option. Like maybe God's telling us to leave the cannery. We need to go find a space very similar um, a second option, um, several churches reached out, you know, because you know, this awakened season that we've done in years past, that we've done it with 700 other churches in Nashville, you know, celebrating the unity among Christians. And several of these churches heard about the predicament that can, and they said, hey, you can use our space. And it's really cool just seeing churches. And so, you know, option number one being Cannery Family Finds Another Venue. Option number two being us use a different um, sharing a facility with another church here in our city. And lots of other options, but none of them really kind of had traction. And then, um, and then this, the third option that, that I'm about to share um, kind of rose to, the, to the, the surface. And it was just kind of one of those that as we shared it, it was like, huh, that's interesting. Maybe there is something there. And so the third option um, that has risen to the top is the Cannery family and the Marathon family um, coming together to be one family. Um, to not just share our space here at, at Marathon, um, but really to realign our, our staff and our teams and, and everything to become one church family. And, and so, you know, we, we shared that idea one day among our leaders and it was like, huh, okay, there could be something there. And we shared it with our wives and our wives were like, huh, okay, maybe so. And so it's been interesting that we've, as we've shared it, there's just kind of been this, this piece about it. And, and I want to just let you know that we, we didn't feel like we had this collective burning bush moment, you know, where, you know, where God showed up and said, you know, to all of us, this is exactly what you need to do. Like, but, but we have felt like, man, we think God might be doing something here. 
And so, you know, what Andrew shared about discipleship being the core of who we are and our cannery family literally losing their space. You know, they've been there, for, it'll be 14 years this fall and not having a home. And we've just gone, I wonder if these two, honestly, things that kind of feel disconnected, I wonder if these things are actually like the same thing that God might be doing. And, and so we've, we've, we've gone, you know, hey, what, what is, like, why would we even do this, right? Like, this is an idea that we've thrown out. And at the cannery, they're sharing this today. Uh, at the cannery, so we want to share it here at Marathon as well. And big questions at the cannery that they're asking are, hey, what are we doing and when are we doing it? Like, that makes a lot of sense. You know, their time is limited. They have to, to be out in a couple months. But for us, like, the question that we really need to ask, I think, as a church family, that Andrew and I have wrestled with is, why? Like, why would we consider doing this? Um, we have a great thing going on over here. Like, like I, I love our church family. We love what God is doing here. Why would we even consider this? And so, you know, I wanted just to unpack for a few minutes why this is even, like, why this is even an idea that we're entertaining. And in the, in the, in the first, and the main reason, the pri- primary reason that we're even entertaining this idea is discipleship. And um, the, the reason that, that this is so important to us is, is, is we've gone, man, if, if our church families were to come together, it would really allow us to, to pour resources and energy and time into really investing in our leaders who would invest in our people who, and, and we just kind of, like, kind of got caught up in this idea of, oh man, the potential of, of what could be. And don't hear me saying that we're not doing those things right now. Like I believe in our house church leaders. I believe in what's going on in our church family. I actually think that, that there is discipleship going on. So don't hear me saying like, we'll finally start doing discipleship. It's like, no, God has been doing great things. But I just go, man, I want us to be the type of people that no matter what comes our way, we stand with Jesus. That no matter the next pandemic that comes along, no matter what happens in our country, that, that we stand with Jesus. And, and I go, I think in order for us to, to be those types of people that, that are thick skinned and tender hearted, like discipleship does have to become more front and center to who we are. And so the first reason we entertain this idea is discipleship. The second reason, and it's really kind of intertwined, closely connected to that, it has to do with our staff. And so this would allow us to really rearrange the way that our staff is functioning. You might not realize this, but so much of our staff's energy and time goes into Sunday morning. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like Sunday morning's awesome. Like it's incredible getting to to come together and to worship and to hear the Bible taught and to take communion and to be together. But there is a disproportionate amount of time and resources given to one hour a week. And we go, man, like we've never in the history of ethos had one purpose, one person whose whole job was house church and discipleship. It's been a part of my job when I first came on. It's been a part of Andrew's job, but it's never been the thing. It's, and, and the reality is that because Sunday comes every single week, we haven't figured out how to stop that from happening. Like it always comes. And so you always have to show up and there's so much that just goes into getting this space ready and preparing. And, and so we realized, man, if, if we were to do this, like we could do discipleship, our staff, we could actually arrange our team to prioritize discipleship and not for it to be a side or an add-on. Third reason we're entertaining this idea is, is we think it would allow us to do some things missionally, missionally in our city that we've not ever, we haven't had the time and the energy and the resource to do. Um, you know, it's interesting, Court and I were driving down Church Street. Church Street, okay? Like the name, it's like I'm interested. Like how did that, that street get its name? 
Like, what's the history there? Oh, I talked to Griffin. He probably knows, you know, history man. Like, a, a street that was known for God's people. And we're driving down it, and, and I see a strip club. I see bars, and I see gay bars, and I see all these things, and I just see people who are living on the streets, and I just, I go, man. And, and because so much of our, our time and our energy and our resources is, is, and it's not a bad thing, but like in making this happen, and we're spread so thin, I go, man, what would happen if we came together and we were able to prioritize mission the way that Jesus did? And not that we're not doing that, not that you're not doing that, but we just go, there's so much more for us out there. And so discipleship and our staff and missional financially, you know, for, for us to pay rent in one venue, for one venue instead of two, you know, frees up a lot of money for us to bless our city. And then the fifth reason we're entertaining this, this is not the primary reason you need to know, that, you need to know this, um, is, is because Cannery needs a space. And, you know, I have a, a older sister and a younger brother, and if any of them, like, went through a hard time, they didn't have a home, the first place that we would offer them would be our house. And you know that you do that for your siblings, that, that you make yourself uncomfortable to take care of your family. And, and so we've just been going, hey, it's not that there aren't other options for our cannery family. There are plenty of other options in our city. You know, other churches have offered, they're not ideal. Um, but, but we sit here and we're going, man, there's lots of reasons for us. And so really wanted to just give you the, the why this morning. And I'm sure there's lots of other things that we could sit here for an hour and unpack those things, but wanted just to kind of share the, the big kind of front of brain reasons why we're even entertaining this idea. Yeah, so... Well, on one hand, um, this has been the thing that's kind of just risen to the surface. We, we feel some potential grace on. Um, we're, we're at the same time um, wrestling. Like, we love what God's doing amongst this church family. Like, we love you all. Like, we love um, what we feel like God has, has really knit together in, in a special way. Um, you all have established a, a culture an identity, a DNA, um, a, a loving family um, that, that we just get the honor and privilege of helping lead. And so um, on one hand, this has kind of been rising to the surface. On the other hand, we're like, God, but, but is, this, is this what we're supposed to do? Because we really love and we really see you moving at the same time um, here and, and, with, and within this uh, family. And me and Brandon have talked about this a lot um, with, with our wives. There has never been a season, in all honesty, uh, there's never been a season where we have been more excited and more appreciative of, of this church family than us coming back from, from the post-COVID uh, reality. And so um, that's why when this uh, potential idea caught our attention, we're like, why is this rising to the surface, even though we've never been more excited about what God's doing? And so the reality is, is like right now, like in this moment, um, although we share this, you know, we're, we're still in process. Um, I'm still in process as I'm, I'm even considering the, the implications of this because I look out at all of you and think, oh man, what, what would this, what would this, what would this mean? Um, but the thing that I keep coming back to in the past few weeks is, okay, God, ultimately we want whatever you want. Like, and, and we haven't had a burning bush moment yet, but we've been sensing like there, there might be some grace upon this. Um, but ultimately God, like we want to lay it aside, um, anything and everything, if it means following you, if we feel like this is what you're, 
this is what you're doing, even if it may not all make sense right now in this moment, will you help us to, to trust you, um, to, to, to lean into you, even if we don't maybe see the, the end, the end picture in the end in the end goal. And so um, just know that we're here right now in this moment, like real time processing with you, like even, even as we share this. And that's a part of what we wanted to do right now in this moment, sharing with, with the body is to say, hey, this is what we sense God may be doing. We need you to pray into this with us. We need you to listen with us. We're, we're not just saying, hey, here's, here's what we're doing. We, we need you to join in with us on prayer because this is a pretty significant um, moment uh, in, in our church family. And one of the reasons we wanted to share it this Sunday is because the, the elders and the direction team are going to be getting uh, away later this week to kind of have a mini retreat and begin to potentially, you know, either confirm or um, move in a different direction. And between now and then, as in the midst of the season of prayer and fasting, we, we want you all um, to be praying and sowing into this as well. We don't want to, we don't feel like this is a moment where we just need to carry the weight of this um, and, and then kind of give it to you all. We, we, we want to share this weight. We, we want to share this um, with you all and invite you into the process. So a couple of just action steps as we move from, from this morning together is, and the first one and the most important one is to just be praying. Like take some intentional time during your times of prayer uh, over this week to pray into this, to be asking God, is, is this our next move? And then specifically, not only to be praying on your own uh, in regards to it, but to pray specifically for, for the elders in the direction team, getting away later this week, for God um, to provide the clarity and the, and the wisdom um, that we need um, to, to make decisions moving forward with, within our church family. And so like Brandon said, uh, we're sharing it this morning here they're sharing it this morning at the cannery. And as you pray this week, um, as you process um, this week, and we're going to give a little space uh, to just kind of with the Lord process on our own here in a moment. But as you pray, as you process, if things just bubble up to the surface, um, if there's things you notice or thoughts you want to share, like we we welcome those in, in this season. And we actually want to invite you to share. Uh, is there a slide? Did we find the slide? for ideas at ethoschurch.org? Nope. Okay. Nope. Never mind. Don't have a slide for that. So if, if, if things kind of bubble up to the surface this week as you're praying, if you have a thought as you're processing um, across the spectrum, um, we, we want you to share it. Um, and so ideas at ethoschurch.org is going to be the most concise and helpful way of, of you kind of sharing this. And um, obviously, no, you can come talk to us if you have thoughts, if you have questions um, in, in real time. We'll, we'll be here after the gathering is over. Um, but we really wanted to say, hey, pray with us this week. Like discern with us. Um, bring this before the Lord um, as, as a collective body. Um, and as you hear things, as you sense things, please send them our way. Um, and so ideas at ethoschurch.org. Yeah, and this, you know, like if you've ever been a part of a move, I'm, I'm assuming that you've been a part of churches before. And if this is your first time being a part of a church, welcome. But like, um, just think like we need to hear the Lord on this. Like this is not a, a situation where we go, hey, you know, let's just be casual. Let's just do what we want. Like we're really going, God, would you speak to us? Um, because if the Lord is, is doing this, then it's going to be good. 
And, and for us not to be casual, for us not to be like, you know, let's just make a choice. The Lord's going to bless it. That's how we tend to live as Americans. But what you see in the Bible is, God, give us your will. Like, give us what you want, God. Like, don't you want to be a part of, 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 of a, a group of people, like of the church, like that's seeking God in it? And, and I go, let's not be casual about this. Let's, let's get on our knees and just really ask and then expect that God's going to speak. Like, he, he doesn't primarily give us the, the interaction in the Bible of master and Lord. You know the, the language that is used when referring to us and God? It's father and children. And, and, he, and, he, and he doesn't want to withhold these things. He wants us to come to him and to ask him. And the expectation is that as his kids, we hear from him. And, and for us, go, man, the only person that will keep you from interceding for our church family is you. And so will you, will you pray with us this week? Will you, will you ask God, God, we want to hear you on this. Because if, if God confirms, like if he confirms to you and he confirms this is what I want, isn't it cool to go, man, okay, this is something weird, something that we didn't expect. You didn't show up here expecting to hear this this morning. Like, you know, that, and, 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 and I go, if, if God is doing this, isn't it like kind of get your curiosity going, what are you doing, God? Like, what's next with you? To, to be able to walk and to live in response to what the living God is doing. And so my encouragement is, hey, let's really ask God. And, and, and for us to, to be able, and we're gonna do this in just a minute, to be able to process like how we feel, like our feelings are important and, and what we want, like the Father cares about those things. But my encouragement to us is go, hey, will we really put it all in the Lord's hands and say, God, whatever you want. Like, no matter what it costs us, no matter what it means for us, no matter what my preferences are, God, will you, will you help me to be about what you want more than anything? And, and to lay my preferences and my opinions, and my, if it's different than what you're doing, would you allow me to go with you? And so this morning, here's what, here's what I want to invite us to do. I'm just going to give us some space to just pray. And I know receiving something like this, it's, it's heavy. It's like, you know, and for some of you, maybe it's your first time being here. You're like, this doesn't feel heavy at all. Like, I want you to teach on John 13. We'll come back next week. We'll have a time in the word. And, and, but, but for, if you've been part of our family, this is heavy stuff. Like, this is a big deal. And so, Caleb, will you throw that slide up, please? You know, so this morning, what I want to do is, is to give us some space to really pray into this. But I also want to acknowledge that this is not the only thing going on in the world, right? Like, this is a big thing in our church family, but the reality is also that there are things that are going on in your life and in your family and in your friend group and in your neighborhood and in your heart. And the Lord cares about those things. You know, we're coming into this last week of, of our season of prayer and fasting. And, and I really want to encourage you to, to think about that. Like, go, oh, man, what? how can I finish this? You know, so what if, if the fast hasn't gone how you've wanted or how you hoped? And maybe it's been incredibly fruitful, but I encourage you to, to go, man, we've, I've got this last week. And how can you lean all the way in? And so we're just gonna create some space. You know, Tia, for the next few minutes, is just gonna play. And I just encourage you literally just to, to close your eyes and just to pray. If you're someone that likes to journal, get out a journal if you want to use your phone for that. But I just encourage you to really wrestle with these two questions. The first is in particular, like is in regarding the thing that Andrew and I just shared. And we expect that God's going to speak things to you. And so if God shows you something this morning, please share it with us. But the second thing that I want to really encourage you to think about is how do you want to finish this last week of this season? You know, so two, so two things with that. What's something personally that you want to pray into? 
You know, maybe it's, it's breakthrough for, you know, one of the things that I'm really praying into this season is I just want to walk more, like, more closely with God. I want to hear his voice more clearly. I want to think about him more. I want to love him more. I want to worship him more. I just want, I want his relationship to feel less like a distant, and I want to be close to him like a friend. The thing I'm really leaning into this week is, and don't get me wrong, I'm ready for the fast to be over. I'm ready for life to get back to normal. Like, but I also go, man, I want you, God. And I'm praying for, for God to be close for me personally. And then there's lots of things that I'm praying for for you, for my church family, things that are going on in your life and in your marriages and in your families and in your neighborhoods that I care about. And so I'm gonna really be praying for you. And so I really encourage you right now, like this last week, what's something you want personally? And then what's something going on in the life of someone around you? And how are you gonna pray into that this week? So for the next few minutes, we're just gonna give us some space to be quiet for you to pray, for you to wrestle with these things. We're not gonna ask you to share with anybody, just you and the Lord. And after about five minutes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back up and I'm gonna transition us into the next part of our worship. I'm super excited about, about that. I think it's actually gonna put some fuel in the tank for us to finish this season strong. But let's take the next five or six, five or six minutes and just pray into these, these prayer prompts. And I'll get back up in a few minutes. Sound good?